Um, good morning. I am not really sure <laughs> I am supposed to follow that, <laughs> but um, I will try my best. Um, it's so nice to be here. Um, for those of you that don't know me, as Crixie said, my name is Jamie, um, and we are married. Um, you'll see me about here doing lots and lots of things, um, and I'm not actually usually up here teaching, but today I get the privilege of doing that. Um, Crixie did say to me, how do you feel about helping out with the nativity this year? And I was like, my nativity days are over. And uh, actually, I'm so glad that, um, that I left it to the experts, and they really, really smashed it. So um, I have loved December at Rehope. Um, just like Leanne shared, like honestly, this year has felt really special to me here as we've... Um, kind of journeyed through all of these Advent teachings. It's been such a treat um, that we've been able to think together about how we can be people who speak hope, people who receive peace, people who choose joy. And today we're going to think about how we can be people who know love. And as Christmas was approaching and we were kind of making all of the Christmas plans here at Rehope, um, I said to Crixie that I would teach one of the Advent weeks, but only if I got to teach on love. Because, guys, I have some top secret information for you. I am actually very into love at Christmas time. So usually I'm really not the romantic type. Um, and this like love of love at Christmas um, has kind of crept up on me over the years. And I don't know if it's maybe America rubbing off on me, but I am 100% completely here for parts one, two, and three of whatever Christmas love story Netflix releases next, right? Are you with me? Yeah, my people are right there. I can, I can see all the nods. And I'm not into like cheese or like lovey-doveyness at any other time of year, but see if Netflix can get an ex-high school musical cast member to play three different versions of themselves in a love story set in a fictional European country. I'm hooked, I am so here for it. And. We all just need to do that like zone out sometimes, right? And I really do think that the Netflix Christmas collection is the perfect antidote for the stressful Christmas. I hate to admit it, but guys, like I have seen them all. The one with the coincidental meeting of the two twins who switched to live the life that they've always wanted, marry the man of their dreams. The one with the perpetually single author who um, finds true love in his hometown when he's stuck there one Christmas. I've even seen the one with the skiing accident that leaves Lindsay Lohan with amnesia and suddenly in the care of this attractive young B&B manager. <laughs> um, but guys, honestly, I haven't yet stooped to watch this one with Freddie Prince Jr. in it, but if anyone thinks that it's worth my time, then please do let me know because I'll get right on it. But I mean, I kid, like the picture of love in these movies is, it's cringe, right? It's fluffy snow, it's happy coincidences, and it's a very, very shallow, but very satisfying while you're wrapping Christmas presents kind of love. But here's the thing, right? I mean, it started with Love Actually, then the holiday, and now Netflix, like, they've really gotten into it. They know what's up. Christmas is all about love. <clears throat> and you might have noticed, like, here at Rehope, we're kind of into Christmas, and we are kind of into love. You've already heard us remind you that God really does love you, and that isn't like a one-off reminder. Um, if you've been around here any length of time, you know that we remind you of this every single week, that God really does oh, sorry, love you. And we do that because we think it's really important that we 
get this, that we grasp it. Um, so as we think about love today, and as we celebrate love at Christmas, and we think about why we do that, I really just want to do a kind of expand and explain of God really does love you. Like, what does that actually mean? And what does that have to do with Christmas? And does it even matter if I believe that, I know that, or if I get that? So, you guys ready? Okay, God really does love you. And I hope that you know that we aren't talking here about that fluffy snow, meeting that perfect guy at the town Christmas cookie contest kind of love. But I just want to say that we also aren't talking about our off-screen experience that we have of love either. Often the love that we experience as people with other people, it can be conditional. It might have to be earned. Um, sometimes if the other person feels like we're not doing the right things to earn that, it can be taken away. We've all experienced love, and with love comes loss, comes grief, comes disappointment and pain. That like deep pain you feel when that person is no longer here with us on earth. Or when we feel disappointed or betrayed when somebody hurts us or a relationship ends. So here's the thing, our human experience of love it's complicated, it's limited, and it is honestly like tainted by disappointment. But when I say that God really does love you, please don't project any of that onto this statement, because that's not the reality of God's love. His love is a better kind of love. We're talking about what the Bible calls loyal love or faithful love. Um, the word that's used to describe God's love in the Bible means just that, loyal or faithful love. And here are just a couple of examples. Um, in Exodus, God refers to himself as slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. And then in Numbers, Moses, who has experienced God's loyal and faithful love, he relays this to the people. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in faithful love, forgiving iniquity and rebellion. And the people that Moses was talking to, they really needed that reminder. They needed the God who is full of faithful love because this is what he does. They needed forgiveness, and we do too. And the theme of God, like loving his people faithfully, even when they don't love him back, is there throughout the whole Bible. And it continues to this day. And honestly, for me, it's pretty relatable. Like, we don't always follow God. We don't always love him the way that he deserves. And we doubt his goodness, and we are disobedient. But he remains faithful, loving us no matter what. As Crooksy often says around here, he is the exact kind of God that we need. God loves with an everlasting, enduring, loyal love. And he shows it all the time. He proves it to us. And sometimes it's in subtle ways. Sometimes it's dramatic, life-changing ways. In some ways, it's both. But he reveals his love to us, and he proves his love. And at Christmas, we remember one of the dramatic, life-changing, history-defining ways that he did it. John 3.16 says this, For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. 
And usually when we think of this verse, we think about Jesus' death and his resurrection. But God gave his son to humanity as a human, like as a little baby. And at Christmas, we celebrate this gift of love to humanity. Loyal love in action. Loyal love showing up here on earth. Actual God, actual with, actual us. And we remind you every week that God loves you. And when we do that, this is what we mean. That the God who created the universe is full of loyal and faithful love towards you. So much so that he sent his son so that you can have eternal life with him. So that you get a fresh start. So that you can be free from the things that weigh you down. So that you can move on from the mistakes of your past. They're gone. Fully forgiven. God loves you. And he offers that love to you. But do you ever find yourself in a situation, right? Where somebody offers you something. And you're a bit like, I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm not really looking for that right now. Um, or you're like, I don't really know what this is. <laughs> um, or like, why are they giving this to me? I'll, I'll give you an example. For years and years and years and years, every single Christmas, my dad would give us something that we would refer to as Jim's Christmas Gadget. And it was something like, it was always something really strange. And every time I would open it and think, what is this? Like, Dad, where did you get this? Like, why did you think, oh yeah, Jamie will like this? And I always think, like, when am I ever going to use this? But turns out, I still have a lot to learn. Because every year I would open, I mean, there, were, there, there have been many. I'll tell you about them all later, but I've got a couple examples for you. Every year I'd open them and I'd be like, Dad, what? Like, you know, you, fluffy socks? pajamas, like all of these things would be great and useful and, you know, appropriate Christmas gifts. But here we go. One year, he gave me this like tiny little bottle that looked like a lipstick, but it actually held perfume. And when you put some of your perfume in it, you could put perfume in it and take it on a flight with you and to put it in your hand luggage. And actually, that's really useful. But honestly, when I opened it, I was like, oh, oh, a lipstick. And then I opened it up and I'm like, no, it's empty. It's like an empty lipstick. <laughs> I was like, Dad, then he explains it, and I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, on, until this time, I'd probably just gone on holiday without perfume and been like, nah, you know what, whatever, two weeks without it, it's fine. But, and I was a bit like, I'm never going to use that. But then, you know, you put your perfume in it, pop it in your hand luggage, holiday's transformed. It was, like, it's great. It turns out it was really good. And um, one year, another year, he gave me um, these, like, crampon things that you like slip over your shoes to wear in the ice, right? Okay, so I remember, so I don't want to sound like really ungrateful, right? But every time I would open them and be like, what, what is this? And then, so I opened these and was like, what are these? I'd never seen them before. I don't, I, hadn't, I guess I hadn't lived in Scotland this long, that long at this point. So um, I, hadn't, I hadn't really experienced the, the deepest, darkest winters yet. So um, when I opened them, I remember thinking, these look so weird, I'm never going to wear these. And I had honestly lived my life quite happily before 2011 without any crampons in my life. But fast forward a few years, the beast from the east hits, these things come out of the cupboard, sorted, right? And have you seen Deanston Drive this week? Like, these things have changed my 
life. They are something that I need. I mean, we're, what are we now, 11 years later? Still got them, still going strong. Right, so there's been many over the years, and I have come to a point where I have been very grateful for these gifts, where I have really appreciated their worth and their value. They're always something I need. They're always so useful. My, my dad, he knows what's up, right? But honestly, guys, every time I would open them, I would think, what, is he, what has he done this year? What is this? What, do I even want this? Will I ever need this? What am I possibly going to use this for? I was a Christmas gadget doubter, and I just didn't grasp at the time of opening how good it was or how much I would need that thing. So I, I guess it's, this is just to illustrate that sometimes we don't get it right away, right? And I wonder if Jesus, like loyal love showing up on earth as a baby, was a bit like this. Like people were like, what? This isn't really what I expected of the Messiah. And this is a wee bit confusing. And even if we look at Mary, like in, in our Advent reading today, thank you, Ped, um, when the angel tells Mary that she's going to have a child and that that child will be Jesus, her initial reaction is a question. Her initial reaction is, but how? And, and she's told that this loyal, loving God is keeping his promise to his people and that finally, like, actual God is going to be actual with, actual us, and it's going to be through her. And her reaction, I mean, I think fair enough. <laughs> like, she's like, okay, can you maybe explain this a little bit more? Like, how is that actually going to happen? Because I don't know if you know how babies are made, but, you know, like, she's kind of like, can you please explain this? And the angel does. She gets her answer, like, by the Holy Spirit. And then the angel also, like, helps her by giving her more information and encouragement that nothing is impossible with God. And when she gets this answer, she responds with a yes, and she moves forward in love and faith and praise. And Mary would go on to give birth to Jesus and to watch him grow and start his ministry and then to be killed and, and to rise again. And her understanding of loyal love would grow in this time as it would for lots of people. Jesus' love was revealed more fully through his life, death, and resurrection. And I don't think in this moment in the book of Luke when the angel first tells Mary that she, that she grasps it all, <laughs> And she asks a question, she gets a bit more information, but she still has to step forward in faith. And I just want to pause here and say that if you are finding yourself at a point in life where the idea of God's love on offer to you as being a real thing that you can grasp and that you can experience, if that seems confusing and doesn't really make sense, you don't quite grasp it, that's okay have some questions, ask some questions. Like, please explore it. I would encourage you, don't dismiss it as something you don't need or something that's too impossible. Whoever you come with today, ask them about it. You can ask us. Ask Crooksy. No, I'm kidding, you can ask me. <laughs> um, you can ask us. You can talk to God about it. You can come to Alpha. Alpha is a great place to come and just ask these questions. Because asking questions and exploring God through his word, through prayer, through talking with other believers, that is what helps us to understand and experience God's love more. Friends, God's love is there for us. It's there to be felt, it's there to be experienced, it's there to be understood. And sometimes we have questions and sometimes we need some help in knowing God's love.
And, you know, in the New Testament, we, we can see that Paul knows this. Because in Ephesians 3, when he is praying for the church there, he says this. He says, I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width and height and depth of God's love. And to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Paul asks that the Ephesians would be helped in knowing God's love because he knows that God loves us faithfully and loyally, but we don't always receive it. We don't always get it. Even if we've been doing this Jesus thing for a while. And that's why we remind you of this every week because we don't want you to miss it. And there's lots and lots of things that cause us to doubt God's goodness and God's love for us. Maybe we think, like, God couldn't possibly love us. Like, we don't really get all of this. Like, I don't, we don't feel like we've got this all figured out. I don't really feel like I'm good enough. I'm still doing this thing or that thing. I'm not really deserving of this. Or, yeah, I don't, I've not got it all together for God to love me. But friends, I have, like, really good news for you. It, honestly, it's not about you. It's not about you having it all together. God loves you because of who he is. And he loves like God. He doesn't love like people. He loves because that's who he is. And it's not because of anything that we've done. So no matter where you're at, what you're thinking, what's going on in your life today, God loves you. First John 4 says, And love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. He is loyal and faithful love, and nothing changes that. But sometimes, like the pain and the disappointments in life, they can like chip away at our confidence in the goodness of God. Sometimes it's really hard to see God's love in the middle of something really difficult going on. I know this, guys, like in in the midst of pain and disappointment, it can be really hard to see where God fits in that, to know and receive his love. And guys, we have this real life enemy who would love nothing more than for us to doubt God's goodness and love. The enemy really wants us to move away from God in our heartache. He loves it when he can use the pain and confusion of this fallen world to bring doubt around God's goodness and love for us. And Jesus knows that. He says this in John 10, he says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Life in abundance is what the enemy would love us to miss out on. He would love us to stay in a place of doubting that God loves us and to stay distant from God. But here are the facts. God loves you. He sees you. And he proved it in Jesus. God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And nothing can change that. And when very real difficulties come and make God's love seem blurry or distant, we need to remember this loyal love proved to us in Jesus. Don't lose sight of the fact that he loves you with an everlasting, enduring, loyal love.
He sees you. He hears your prayers. So whatever those hard and painful things are that sometimes get in the way of you receiving his love or that make you doubt his goodness, go to him with them. Like, move towards him in love. Don't let it drive you further away from him. Friends, God really, really does love you. And that is what we celebrate at Christmas. Abundant life with Jesus right now and for eternity is on offer for you. You can be filled with the fullness of God. His hope, his peace, his joy, and his love. There is hope for you and for your future. Because God loves you. He really does. And my prayer for you this year is that you understand more fully how long and wide and high and deep the love of Jesus is for you. And I pray that you would know him more fully and that you would grow closer to him and be filled with the fullness of God by his Holy Spirit. So we're going to like move into a wee time of response in a second, but first I'm just going to share a few challenges with you. Um, think about this today or this week. I want you to rate... One to ten. How good am I at knowing, grasping, believing that God loves me? One is like, it's this abstract thing I hear that I'm not really sure that I even believe is true. And then like, you know, three or four, you're like, well, it's here, but mm, yeah, it's kind of here. And then I would say, you know, ten is like, it's deep down in here and I have never doubted ever. <laughs> so whatever, you guys rate yourselves. Um, and identify like, well, as you're doing that kind of thing, like, is there anything I'm believing that's, like, blocking me from knowing and receiving God's love? Any lies that I'm believing? Um, and just, like, punt them out for what they are, lies, and remember the truth that God loves you with an everlasting, enduring love. And the second one is pray Ephesians 3 prayers for yourself and for others. Like, ask for a more full understanding of God's love. Ask that you would be filled with all of his fullness. And the third one, I hope that this is the easy one for you. Declare and celebrate this Christmas that God really does love you. Declare it over yourself, over your household, your friends, your family, and celebrate. Have a good time this Christmas because there's good news of great joy. Um, so yeah, and that's all of our challenges.